Hey folks, my name is Jason Spies and I travel across these great states talking to small business owners, CEOs, policymakers, musicians and mentors about making money, giving back and balancing life. I find out how they prioritize professional and personal time while still making money. Yes indeed, our guests are real heavyweights in understanding business and life. So get ready to relax, learn a little bit, and get a cup of coffee ready because my name is Jason Spies and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio. Sitting on a million, sitting on it every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. Welcome to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation. We know you got a lot of choices in today's modern day, the fast, fast world, the wired world, if you will. To pick content, you got a lot of selections for different content. And I'd like to thank you folks for tuning in, whether it's over the radio here or whether it's downloading via podcast or checking it out on our website or maybe you subscribe to our iTunes. I'd like to thank you for choosing Coffee and Capitalism Radio and the Crude Life Media Network for your content selection and appreciate it very much. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about Coffee and Capitalism Radio before we lay out today's show give you the menu of today's programming because what we do in here on coffee and capitalism is we bring you ceos small business owners mentors these are exclusive interviews and distinct content from leaders who drive our economy we're about innovation ideas and inspiration not only that coffee and capitalism is about making money and giving back like to learn the fine balance of balancing work and family life prioritizing your time I mean, the, the honest to God truth is if you got a mortgage, a student loan, or a car payment, you have a small business called your life. You have to cash flow your life. So learning a few tips here and there, not a bad idea. So this is where we like to learn how to live life, make money, give you exclusive interviews. And let's see what we've got on today's menu. All right, let me just put down that sheet of paper and grab the next sheet of paper. Actually, no, it's all electronic because we're our green here at Coffee and Capitalism. It's our year in review show. And let's uh, lay it out here for you. Wayne Christian with the Railroad Commission of Texas. Uh, awesome conversation with him earlier in the year about uh, millennials and retirees in the oil and gas industry. And I'll tell you what, about 70% of the oil and gas industry is looking to retire over the next five years. And there's some concerns over the millennials and some of their... Um, uh, causes might be a little bit too enthusiastic at times. So we talk with Wayne Christian and his concerns. He's with the Railroad Commission of Texas. And then an uh, awesome conversation with Joe Dancy with the University of Oklahoma College of Law. He's in charge of the Oil and Gas Natural Resource and Energy Center. Uh, we talk about a variety of different things from uh, his kids there are starting a podcast. So he talks about the uh, genesis of that and uh, he's been at a number of conferences over the past several months, so he gives us a recap of kind of what some of the trends are in 2019. 
And we talk a little bit about 2018, the world of energy, the world of drones, uh, just kind of an overview of the economy, if you will, which, in all honesty, is pretty much powered by oil and gas these days. And then Jack Hamlin with Summit Engineering. Uh, Great conversation with him about what's going on over in his business in Colorado. They had quite a growth in the last few years, and so he talks about his growing company, Summit Engineering. All that, plus much more on today's episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio. My name is Jason Spees. Oh, one more thing, one more thing. Today's music, Blind Joe Christmas music. Uh, Blind Joe had a nice run on season nine of NBC's The Voice, And, of course, he's a singer-songwriter, regional, national, after The Voice performed uh, opening acts like David Allen Coe, Brett Michaels' Poison, number of uh, big names, that sort of thing. And uh, this is his Christmas album. Blind Joe is a good friend of the program. And if you'd like to purchase his music, go to blindjoe.com and feel free to purchase Blind Joe's Christmas album. And uh, I'll tell you what, we'll have a little bit of a listen as we kind of go out here. And all program long today christmas music from blind joe my name is jason spies and this is coffee and capitalism radio heard on the crude life media network got a great idea for this holiday season the crude life t-shirts are now for shale four different designs to choose from visit the and click on the t-shirts now for shale link that's the crudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The crude life t-shirts now for shale. Oh, you better watch out. Better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. As we continue our Year in Review program here on Coffee and Capitalism Radio, we talk with Wayne Christian from the Texas Railroad Commission. Talks about uh, the millennials and retirees in the oil and gas industry. And a quick reminder before we go to the interview, all the Christmas music that you hear today is by Blind Joe, singer-songwriter Blind Joe. His music is available for purchase at blindjoe.com. And now, our interview with Texas Railroad Commission, Wayne Christian. Yeah, you're exactly right. And what's, what's our second part that's scary, not only the, the lack of employment in our current industry, but also a tremendous opportunity for the young people and, and frankly, all people in the state of Texas because, number three, we're about to experience not just the maintenance of the industry that's at risk, but we're about to experience the largest boom literally in the history of Texas in the oil and gas industry. We've got the largest find of oil and gas in the history of the world in Midland, Texas. It, it's, it's phenomenal. Billions of dollars worth of oil and gas have been discovered there less than a year ago. And these opportunities, we have two refineries being built. We have a, a plastics plant being built down in Corpus Christi. We have the largest number of pipelines in history. Our ports are turning to mega ports. We have three LNG facilities being built along the coast. All that's under construction as we speak, and yet we don't have the employees even to maintain the industry. Can you comment about the evolution of the jobs? Well, of course, the evolution of the jobs is there's a lot of the same old guys that have to be out of the go ahead and do that hard, for this for sure. 
To listen to the full-length interview with Wayne Christian with the Texas Railroad Commission of Texas or listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. I want to remind you folks that all of our Christmas music on today's program is performed by Blind Joe, singer-songwriter Blind Joe. He really is blind. He had a great little run on NBC's The Voice, and he's open for a number of national acts like David Allen Coe because he is a true blue, rootin' tootin' country music, old soul kind of a guy. So if you like country music and you like Christmas music, go to blindjoe.com and feel free to purchase Blind Joe's Christmas music. All right, my name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town Yeah man, Santa Claus is coming to town Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? the lane, snow is glistening, a beautiful sight, happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, we talk with Joe Dancy. He's with the University of Oklahoma College of Law, and we talk about a number of different things energy-related. And I do want to remind you folks, before we go into the interview, the Christmas music that you're hearing on today's program, the bumper music, if you will, to talk industry terms, is performed by Blind Joe. Blind Joe is a singer-songwriter, and he's an old country music soul kind of a guy who really is blind. And if you go to blindjoe.com, you can purchase his Christmas music. All right, now let's get back to our interview here. We have Joe Dancy with the University of Oklahoma College of Law. This is Joe Dancy with the University of Oklahoma. I'm the executive director of the Energy Center at the College of Law. Of course, we'd like to check in with Mr. Joe Dancy from time to time about more of some topics rather than the specific Oklahoma shale plays down there. But just to kind of give us your frame of reference, what are your backyard shale plays down there in Oklahoma? 
Well, I tell you what, right now, Jason, uh, obviously the Permian Basin is really hot. And we actually had, oh, it's done about three or four weeks ago, we had uh, six speakers come in. We had a week-long executive energy seminar. It's part of our online program, and the students come for a week uh, here in Norman. And what they, the, they talked about was the... Well, some of the discussion was with regard to pricing and what it looks like for next year. And you know, one of the concerns you have, because right now these companies are looking to set their capital expenditures for next year. They're trying to figure out you know, when to drill, how many rigs to run, um, and what prices they'll get. And obviously, the current prices are a lot oh, weaker than they were here a few months ago. So the consensus was that... Uh, the drilling activity is not going to be as robust as it, some people had said uh, or thought three or four months ago. So the capital expenditures probably be lower, which means a lower rig count. Um, they, and this is sort of confirmed like Raymond James and Associates. Excellent. They do excellent work out of Houston, you know, has lowered their price forecast for the beginning of next year, but they've ramped it up for uh, the end of next year and the following year, and some other Spears and Associates out of Tulsa has also uh, ramped, uh, revised their drilling estimates, their, their drilling estimates, the rig count, as well as their pricing forecast. And so what they're saying is that you know the the drilling activity will slow down, and that will mean that supply growth is not going to be anywhere near as robust as they thought it would be. And as you know, Jason, it doesn't matter whether you're in the Balkan, whether you're in the Permian, whether you're in the Eagleford, the decline rate on these wells is is massive compared to conventional wells. So you stop drilling and the market's going to balance all that fast, but more faster. And, and that's what Raymond James, that's what Spears and Associates, that's what they're all saying is that um, that the market's going to balance. And quite frankly, uh, towards from July on forward uh, of next year, you're going to see prices much healthier than they had forecasted. But the first half of the year, they're going to be weaker because of uh, demand. And of course, there's a concern now about a recession, a global recession. And, you know, Lord knows whether we'll have a global, re- you know, but the bottom line is, Jason, as you know, um, year after year, regardless of a recession, the, the demand for crude oil grows. China, India, you know, everybody else, there's no really good substitute for oil. And the good news is it's it's fungible so that you can take North Dakota crude oil and you can sell it. You can get, you can get it to, out of North Dakota and actually get it out of the Permian Basin. You can, you know, you can sell your oil in China or, or Russia or, you know, wherever you want to sell your oil, which, which gives you a global price. And so so that was the consensus. The consensus was weaker than expected in the beginning of 2019, but more robust in the later part of the year. And even going um, further out in the 2020, they they thought you know oil prices would be higher than it, than they expected. Both Spears and Associates and Raymond James. And I'm just sort of summarizing these. I'm you know as a professor, I'm sort of like a canary. I look and I listen to people, and then I write it all down, and then I just repeat it. So it's a uh, and I, but I do. It makes logical sense. Yeah, and especially when you start folding in some of the uh, infrastructure projects that are going to come online. I mean, right now, you know, you talk about the Bakken. Uh, they, they can't get any more oil out of there if they tried. There's there's just a bottleneck in, in pipelines. And same thing with natural gas. You've got Mexico ready to buy our natural gas, yet we just don't have the infrastructure quite there. So I think 2019 
You're, you're exactly right. And I think one of the biggest indicators is going to be as these pipelines get built and as they start coming more and more online, the distribution to the marketplace is going to increase. So I, th- I see 2019, much like you said, it might be a little slower in the beginning, but as the months go, I think that the business is going to pick up. Well, let, let me balance this off you. This is You just brought up a very interesting point with regard to you know, drilling activity and pipelines, a couple of our speakers noted, you know, just what you noted, the pipelines out of the Balkan for both natural gas and oil and the Permian um, are being built out now to handle larger volumes. And generally it'll be about 12 months from now where everything gets put online. So you're gonna be able to transport a lot more volumes. And what they noted, especially in the Permian, there's a whole bunch of wells that have been drilled. They call them, as you know, drilled and uncompleted wells or ducts. And and the reason you don't complete a well, I mean, you don't want to spend the money and complete a well now if it's going to go on in September because, you know, number one, the cost of money and um, just from a physical standpoint. So so what a couple of these speakers said is, you know, starting maybe in June or July when they know the pipeline capacity is coming online – you know, they're going to call up their local frack crew and say, you know, gee, send me a couple of crews because I'm going to start fracking and get these wells ready, you know, hooked up and ready to go. When the And they said that's going to be interesting because over the last six months to a year, a lot of these frack companies, because of lack of activity, you know, number one, have not kept up their equipment. Number two, have laid people off. And if you ever go out the Midland, it's not like there's a whole bunch of people you know, sitting around, you know, wanting to work, uh, you know, regardless of what you're going to pay them. And they said, you know, they're going to get on the phone and there's going to be a shortage of completion crews. And you sure as heck don't want to spend a whole, you, you want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies to complete a well that you need know, to spend five or $6 million in drilling and have, you know, somebody doesn't who is not experienced to go out and mess up the completion or, you know, you take the you take the risk with inexperienced people, and so they they were actually they, they had a little chart and they pointed you know and said, gee, you know, April or May, you know, is the time you know to to uh, look for this frenzy of activity where people are going to want to start completing their ducks. And he goes, it's going to he goes, prices will go up, and um, it'll be he goes real exciting because because once the frenzy starts. You know, everybody will realize, gee, I need the contract right now for completion or I'm going to miss the boat. So, and that, again, that goes right to your comment of, you know, as they they put together more pipelines and get them in operation, it's going to create a real interesting completion frenzy, you know, at the well site. Mr. Joe Dancy, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for a moment or two. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We'll continue our conversation with Joe Dancy. He's with the Oklahoma College of Law. And we're talking a little bit about some natural resources, oil and gas, energy economy, if you will. And uh, when we leave here with the bumper music, like we are all hour long, Blind Joe. And uh, his Christmas music is what you're hearing. So if you want to go to blindjoe.com, feel free to purchase his music. Blind Joe had a nice run on season nine of NBC's The Voice. He is blind and he's a singer-songwriter and he's a good friend of the program. And this is a little bit of Blind Joe's music. Uh, We'll be back in a moment or two here with Joe Dancy, the Oil and Gas Natural Resources Energy Centers over there at uh, University of Oklahoma College of Law. He's the executive director. And uh, my name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. 
listening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. On a way is the bluebird. Here to stay is the new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman. That he is Parson Brown He'll say, I am married We'll say, no, man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on, we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid The plans that we've made Walking in a winter wonderland Let's walk on, baby That Leroy Brown We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman The baddest snowman in the whole damn town Yeah Later on we'll conspire As we dream by the fire The face unafraid The plans that we've made Walking in a winter wonderland Let's all frolic and play The Eskimo way Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. <laughs> this is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? Nothing. You need a raise. Got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh or the fields we go Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, we continue our conversation with Joe Dancy with the University of Oklahoma College of Law. Uh, but first, I want to remind you folks, Blind Joe is performing the Christmas music you're hearing during our program today. BlindJoe.com if you'd like to purchase some holiday Christmas music from Blind Joe. And yes, he really is blind. All right, now let's get back to our interview with Joe Dancy with the University of Oklahoma College of Law. These jobs and that, you know, if, if um, people from the area don't want them, they're going to search the globe and look for these employees. And Lynn Helm, Helm said, absolutely. So I don't know if you're seeing that or comment on that, but it, it changes communities. Oh, exactly. Actually, one of our speakers owns like 12 or 14 trucks out in Midland. They do some type of service 
can't remember exactly. He said, you know, six of his trucks are parked. He goes, if you go by the Midland Airport, you can see them. He goes, it's not because we don't have the work. He goes, we just don't have the workers. And he told this, I had 34 students, and this is a master's online program in energy law. Oh, about three quarters of them or uh, a third or, or, or a half of them are maybe landmen. And uh, he told them, if any of you want to go to Midland, he goes, I will give you a green hat showing that you're a rookie. You, you can work on you know one of my trucks. He goes, you'll, you'll be at the very low. You'll be sitting in the sun. It'll be 105, but I'll pay you 100,000 a year. And, uh, and they're all, of course, the students are all stunned. It's like, you're kidding me. And of course, he says, you know, this is, it's not easy work. You're in the sun. And he goes, I will train you, you know, or we will train you to, you know, you, the guys inside the truck that are capturing all the electronic data you make substantially more and he goes we'll train you starting with your green hat and being a rookie and we'll you know you can move up and you know actually move into um you know the the higher level jobs are more supervisory and of course afterwards um yeah, a few people went up and, <laughs> and talked to him and they were like you know a couple were landmen i said god maybe i ought to be sitting on a you know a truck out there doing uh, in midland and and uh except it is interesting and and uh it, it was the, the and he told me and I told them that you know the market out there goes clearly and actually he asked the class this you know love this goes well how many of you now if you're in midland and you get laid off what do you do and of course so they picked on one guy and the guy goes let us go home and then and of course the, the guy he asked was from midland and so all his family was there and he goes no no i want someone from midland who you know there's, there's not a family there and of course everybody if you get laid off in midland you don't stick around because it's I think it's a fascinating area, but generally, you know, you hop on the freeway and go down to San Antonio, or right. you go over to Dallas, or you come up to Oklahoma City. Um, but you don't, you know, you don't, you don't uh, stick around in uh, in Midland. So he said there's a huge problem, and and when this frenzy of completion activity starts, he goes, no, yeah, number one, you aren't going to have the people; they aren't going to be there. Um, the infrastructure, he goes, it's totally, he goes, it's totally. Um, <laughs> at capacity he goes you can't have any more trucks going down the road and he goes you can't get the people to build the roads because you know they're all working in the oil field they make a heck of a lot more money on a you know pipeline or oil uh, uh service company or whatever than they do uh you know laying asphalt and so he goes that's another issue and uh, it was quite fascinating to to hear him talk about the the labor issues and i know um Texas Railroad Commissioner uh, Wayne Christian, who's good friends with uh, Lynn Helms, you know, has told me that uh, you know he's actually gone out and done, done a, a number of talks here in Texas and told people, gee, you know, if you're having problems getting a job in this economy, you ought to think about like you just noted, you know, being retrained. There's some two-year degrees or some companies who will train you and, and look at the energy sector. And, he, and he's doing that partly because, number one, it's a good message to get out there. But number two, I mean, for the industry, it's, it's very good. You know, it, it makes the industry and the regulators look really positive when you have such a positive impact. When you take people who, you know, are working at minimum wage and you, you put them on a truck and give them a green hat and they're making $100,000 a year. Of course, in Midland, I don't know what it costs. <laughs> to uh, buy a house or an apartment, but but I do know the hotel. I mean, it's the only place that I got. You know, the the hotel that in let's say in uh, 
in Dallas uh, would cost maybe $110 a night is you know, $350 a night in Midland. And, you know, you go there and apparently these companies, they rent the entire place out. So a lot of times they'll, they'll, the, the parking lot will be full of pickup trucks. And, and on the weekend you can go, yeah, you can go and get a room for a hundred dollars a night, but you know, during the weekday there's, they're totally sold out, which I thought was pretty interesting. And again, it's all part of the, uh, the infrastructure, the manpower, um, issue they have out there. I mean, it, it's, it's exciting. Midland is so vibrant. I mean, you just go out there and it's like a, it's like the gold rush. And, um, and it's, I enjoy it. I, I would, uh, I wouldn't hesitate to go out there. If I was young, especially, I tell my students, you got nothing to lose. It doesn't matter whether, you know, you're an engineer or you're a financial person or whether you're a landman or whether you're an attorney. Um, you know, they're, if you're willing to work, I think uh, you know, that place is the mecca, and you're going to learn a lot. So you can always bring, go back to Houston, go back to Dallas, go back to Oklahoma City, go back to Tulsa, and you'll be taking those skills with you forever. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is um, Michelle Comer, the North Dakota Labor Commissioner, and I, this is what we talked about, was that that four-year degree just isn't as needed as it was before. In fact, you might argue the two-year degree is right now the the wh- wh- where people are going now if you're going to be an attorney or an accountant or a doctor that's a different story but if you're just going for a business degree for example um that today's economy might not be the best best way to rack up a hundred thousand dollars in debt and go out there and try to look for a job with a hundred other people versus you get a two-year degree that might be paid for and you make a hundred grand a year right out of school i mean and, and that wasn't the case 10 years ago. That wasn't the case 20 years ago. So the thing that she said is that we need to start changing a 40-year mindset of you got to go to a four-year school right when you're done, that type of thing, to where there's options like there's never been before. Uh, you, you work for a university, you've, uh, University of Oklahoma, and you, you're part of the law program, which is, you know, eight years of school. Uh, are, are, is the, the, the increase of trades... And that sort of thing is that trickling into your guys's uh, conference rooms and that sort of thing, just from a an uh, educational uh, observation side. Yeah, yes. Let me let me tell you how this is working. We have you have to have a four year undergraduate degree, but what we've done at the law school and there's some other universities. For example, University of Tulsa has done a great job. Oklahoma City University has a similar type program where. Um, Online, if you have a four-year degree, you can get a master's in energy studies or energy legal studies. You know, each university cause calls it a little bit different. But what it is, Jason, is like, you know, you get a, a four-year degree, say, in political science and can't find a job or can't find a good job. So you can go and take, you know, a 15-month program or 20-month program and get a master's in um, energy law. And they'll teach you or we teach students all about oil and gas leasing, running title, environmental law, water law, energy project finance, negotiations, you know, federal leasing, offshore leasing. You know, take all these courses, and, and the neat thing online, and of course, this really dates me because I, yeah, I'm, I've been teaching now for over 35 years at a whole bunch of different law schools and business schools, and it's always you know FaceTime, and if you're a good professor. You know, the students will pack your classes and um, <laughs> and with the online programs now, what you can do 
And what we've done at the University of Oklahoma is we've cherry-picked some of the very best teachers and experts in their given area, like title, um, like energy project finance, like uh, environmental law. And we record their lectures, and then um, the students get to get the experience of having a superstar. And some of these people, I mean, we have we had the latest people that were in here, we had about 34 of them. I think we had three or four from Midland, and a couple, one guy told me, yeah, he goes, you know, at lunch, you know, I just pull my pickup truck over, and while I'm eating lunch, I turn on the computer and get, I watch my uh, 30-minute lecture and take my notes. To listen to the full-length interview with Joe Dancy with the University of Oklahoma College of Law, or to listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of our social media links are available at thecrudelife.com. We also have partnerships with musicians like Blind Joe. That's the Christmas music that you're hearing today. You can check out his website, blindjoe.com, to purchase his Christmas album. And uh, all hour long, all program long, it's Christmas music from Blind Joe is our bumper music. All right, my name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. To ride in a one-horse open sleigh Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Speece. No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. <laughs> this is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? Nothing. You need a raise. Got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. Welcome back to Copying Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Jack Hamlin with Summit Engineering. Now, the oil and gas industry in particular, uh, the people in it, the landholders you deal with, the, the people in the oil and gas companies, um, it's a family, and uh, I, I think there's been kind of, a, in, in the last 10 years, there's been a, a realization that we're all in it together, good and bad, and uh, outside factors like OPEC can change our livelihood on a dime, literally. And so um, some of the best friends of, 
I have a life I've made in this industry. And yeah, absolutely. When, when times are good, everybody in this country benefits. I mean, energy prices are cheaper. Uh, gasoline prices are cheaper. Um, the oil and gas, uh, the, the field hands and the, the workers in the industry, of course, benefit from it. In a downturn, it's miserable. It's, um, it goes from um, extremely prosperous and, and fun to, um, you know, complete austerity and uh, trying to figure out, literally, for a lot of people, how are you going to put food on the table? And so you're dealing with these very dramatic, uh, you know, commodity price swings, which directly impact the amount of capital uh, dollars being released towards projects. So in a, in a favorable environment like, like now, you've got an unprecedented amount of capital, uh, uh, private equity money flooding into this market, as well as just traditional shareholder money um, and, and even just some, some private individual investment. And, you know, when commodity price is either on a downward trend or uh, below a certain threshold, that stops overnight. And so what do you do with, with you know, billions of dollars being funneled into something uh, to zero? Uh, you figure out how to survive. And so, so uh, you know, going back to the, the family-type feel, I've been in the oil and gas industry 11 years, and I've been through three cycles. And the people that I've, you know, on all sides of it, other, you know, other um, competitors in engineering, in the engineering space and professional services space, all the way through some clients up at a very high level, they've all helped uh, me, our company, and our employees get through, uh, you know, life, what could have been life-altering uh, downturns. And so that's been uh, some of the best people I've ever met are in this industry. And they're not, they're not the boogeymen. They're not these evil, uh, uh, you know, industrial revolution, pollution, advocating people, twisting their mustache, trying to figure out how to ruin the environment. They're trying to make the, you know, the, the environment better. They're trying to do things safer. They're trying to use innovation and technology to automate things and to make things safer for the people that work around them and that, that live around them. And uh, there's really no disputing that. People, people say that out of fear, out of passion or, whatever, but the, the, the cold hard fact is the, the oil and gas facilities being designed and engineered today and the drilling practices and the fracking practices, it's as safe as it's ever been. To listen to the full-length interview with Jack Hamlin with Summit Engineering or to listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of our social media links are available at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Also want to remind you folks that the Christmas music that you're hearing today is courtesy of Blind Joe. Blind Joe is a singer-songwriter. Yes, he is blind. Also, he was on Season 9 of NBC's The Voice. Had a nice run there, and he's uh, open for a number of national acts including the names like, uh, oh, Brett Michaels of Poison. I remember that one. Of course, David Allen Coe. Uh, that more represents Blind Joe with his true country music authenticity. Kind of an old soul, old school country music kind of a guy. All right. My name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio heard on the Crude Life Media Network. 
had a very shiny nose and if you ever saw it you would even say it glows all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names they'd never let poor rudolph join in any reindeer game then one foggy christmas eve santa came to say Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee, Rudolph, the giving your stuff away why don't you do now like the millionaires do put your stuff on the market you can make a million too many's a crooked woman diamonds on every hand tricking mother for you everywhere she lands why don't you do now like the millionaires do Put your stuff on the market or You can make a million too jump over the candlestick why don't you do now like the millionaires do put your stuff on the market you can make a million too and that concludes this week's episode of coffee and capitalism radio heard on the crude life media network for a full list of today's guest and interview, visit our website, thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We'll be back next week on this radio station at this time. For a full list of our radio affiliates and other media partners, please visit our website, thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and from the staff here at Coffee and Capitalism Radio, we're asking you to be happy, make money, and give back. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. Sign on our front porch saying, hot stuff will say, why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too.
Got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. 